Hello and welcome to the Four Color Nerds Broke Gaming Podcast, Episode 20. I'm Chris and I'm joined by some other PC gaming nerds. Ryan. Hello. Tom. Hello. And Missy. Hey. Together we take on PC gaming for the cheap and broke. Each week we gather here to find a great game for a great price. We review the prior week's selection and see if it was worth our money and time. Then we pick a new one and do it all over again. This is a review show, so there may be spoilers. This week's game is Starbound, and our companion song is A Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie. Let's take a listen. I mean, really, the whole, like, Ziggy Stardust album is a good soundtrack for this game. It's a good soundtrack for just about anything, so... True story. <laughs> Starbound was developed by Chucklefish Games and published by Chucklefish Games. It is available for Linux, OS X, Windows, PS4, and Vita, and Xbox One. We purchased it on Steam for $10.04. In Starbound, you are a brand new cadet of the Terran Protectorate, an intergalactic peacekeeping organization... And just as you're being sworn in and given your matter manipulator, a strange force attacks and destroys the Earth, and you are barely able to escape on your ship, which is now damaged and hovering over an alien planet. So you have to go down to the surface, mine materials, repair your ship, and go explore the galaxy. All right, so what did you guys think of this game? I love Starbound. It is one of my favorite games. Yeah, you and Tom have put, like, hundreds of hours into this, haven't you? He, he has. Easily. I had really high hopes for this. I like building type games. I guess I usually do them at more of a higher zoomed out level, though, than an individual person running around doing stuff. So, like, from your guys' description, I was totally psyched for this, and I had zero fun playing this game. Aww. Oh, really? Not a sandbox person? Ah. <sighs> You know, a lack of clear goals, both easy and difficult controls at the same time. It's kind of hard to explain. They seem like they would be very, very simple, but I find that when you go to interact with objects, it gets confusing for me what you're doing, especially stairs. Stairs are my mortal enemy in this game. Hmm. I hate them. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of those either. I don't know about stairs, but definitely platforms that you can fall through. Like if you press down on the control, that's caught me a couple of times i've died a lot from that yeah it's easy to accidentally fall farther than you meant to the game definitely has a retro look to it like it feels like you're playing an old nintendo or maybe sega genesis game definitely in its style i do kind of feel you on the lack of direction it does give you sort of a general quest but it only gives you like some vague markers and only for the first one and after that you just kind of gotta wander around and the tutorial could use a bit more in as far as like crafting and things go aside from just how to move around the world and that's about it yeah crafting help would be nice yeah i found the tutorial or beginning levels i mean however you want to describe the part of the game where it's teaching you how to play the game to be sorely lacking yep that was the part they did last yeah like it took me like a couple hours to figure out that i had to craft the crafting bench or whatever to craft more things yeah because i could already just craft stuff on my own so i thought i didn't need to build a special thing 
where I could like cook things at a fire. So I thought that was it. So it took me a while to figure that out. I approach it with such a different play style. I will go through my list of everything that I can build and build everything. And that's how I approach these games. And then I will try to see what it does when I click on it a lot. That's how I went through and discovered it. But I completely can see that if you don't play a lot of sandbox games, if you're not okay to go with a vague goal if you don't at the beginning it does have a pretty steep learning curve i will agree with that now once i did get the hang of it i was enjoying running around and digging through the world and stuff like that and doing stuff so it did become fun for me yeah i had an enjoyable enough time with it until i encountered something that was more difficult than the fun i was having (laughs) (laughs) then the amount of fun i was having wasn't enough to compel me forward in the game i kind of hit a wall with monsters that you were fighting were too difficult i didn't like the fighting very much. The fighting is a little clunky. It felt very much like an old Nintendo or Sega game, which is not necessarily bad if you like those kind of games. And I think that is part of it too, is the just the sandbox game and like these crafting type games without a story to back up much of what you're doing, to me, loses some interest to it. That doesn't mean this is a bad game. I think this is just simply a game that is not in my style. That I really was hoping was in my style, because it sounds awesome. I did manage to get to the point where the story kind of started, and then the game did sort of open a lot and had a lot clearer goals at that point and that helped a lot and i think i even got to like a boss battle which was pretty fun so it does kind of take a while to get to that i can definitely see some players quitting before they even got close to that the whole dungeon thing with the your first dungeon is what i call it because you go into the space station and you fight through all the you die a lot <laughs> you fight through all the bad guys all the aliens and get down to the boss we had to co-op that tom had to co-op that with me because i I could not get through it. I died a lot. It was pretty hard. Let me uh, kind of push on co-op piece a little bit. If you are playing with other people, it changes the dynamic of the game immensely. If you're playing by yourself, at times it can feel really overwhelming and difficult. If you are playing with other people, it feels like you're all in this together. (laughs) So one of the things I would definitely suggest to new players is maybe play together as a group with somebody who has played it before, or even pull it together with a couple of people that, you know, that are all new at the game, and then learning the game together, and being able to stick together and fight off uh, monsters together, build houses. That way, it's not as overwhelming, and then you can also kind of talk things out about, you know, hey, I figured out that you could build this with this item over here. Oh, okay. And then you wouldn't have that frustration. I definitely will say that that in a co-op environment, this game excels more than it does as a solo adventure. It is definitely designed as a co-op adventure, even though you can play it solo. But when I play it with somebody else, I find the experience completely different. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Yeah, I will say that the building aspect of it did kind of scratch that Minecraft itch a little bit, which was nice. It was, I mean, it did without the whole like motion sickness thing that usually comes with Minecraft. So it was really good. Right? I did enjoy kind of building a little base. It's very smooth in the building process, too. Mm-hmm. Being able to build an entire wall all at once instead of having to click individual pieces, you know, getting stuck on it. Just literally being able to paint the wall on the background and the walls around your base, that really makes it quick and easy to do. I do feel like the background foreground thing wasn't really explained. 
No, and it, it wasn't. should have been. That was definitely not explained. It was kind of assumed. The people who developed this game originally developed Terraria, and they used the same type of build dynamic. So I almost kind of wonder if they were like, oh, well, you know, most of the people playing our game are going to have played Terraria anyway, so maybe they just took for granted that they needed to explain it. That's a bit of a fail in that regard. You really need to cater your new game to a, you know, to, to, new. to new players. You know, otherwise it's going to be more difficult for pull up <laughs> yeah and that would have just been like 10 extra seconds in the tutorial and that was all you needed for that yeah i can definitely tell like you're saying that the intro part is the last part of the game that they designed and it feels very rushed that part of the game like it feels like they put a terrible appetizer in front of what sounds like it would be a good meal <laughs> yeah so it could really discourage you to not continue if you keep going you're gonna find something that probably will be enjoyable yeah like i found when i was surfing through the planet you can find settlements of different races and and that was pretty cool because they have a bunch of quests for you to do that earns you treasures and money and stuff like that. And that's kind of cool. Finding a primarily water planet and being able to build a glass underground water facility was amazing. That does sound really cool. Bioshock all over. <laughs> right? The planets that you can go to are just so... It's innumerable. There's so many different places that you can visit that it's... At times it can actually feel a little overwhelming. It's like, well, where do I go next? You know, if once you get to the point where you are free to explore wherever you want to go, it's like, ah, which of these five billion planets should I go to? And then you're like, <laughs> shit, which planet did I build my base on? Mm-hmm. Well, you can bookmark them. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you forget to bookmark, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> you do have the travel history, and you do have the bookmarks. So before that, it was terrible because you had to remember, or you had to have, if you didn't put the bookmark on there, you could forget your home planet. Then it's like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> One thing that I always bitch about with this game, and they still haven't implemented, is it needs a map. I'm really sick and tired of digging into the ground and getting lost. That would be really nice. They have built a map mod and another thing that is pretty neat about this game is that the modifications that can be done to it are pretty easy in terms of like from a modding perspective you can even make your own races and biomes and dungeons your own quests and all different kinds of tools so if you are a modder and you like modding games that's something else that you can do with this but by default no there's no map and it does kind of suck. <laughs> I think that the potential for things that you can do with this game are you can colonize your own planet, or you actually go to your tenants and they give you gifts and stuff. Some oh, of that's them cool. might join your crew. It gets really, really deep and involved. I like building stuff. I like exploring the planets. Sandbox games are my favorite. So between that and zombie shooters, two vastly different games. I was going to say, that's an interesting mix right so there. So you, you want the freedom to go anywhere and shoot anyone? in the head is that what i'm hearing exactly <laughs> i need a zombie sandbox game i think that's dying light is it dying light i would give this game three core fragments out of five but four core fragments out of five if you can get past the boring first world into the real game i will give it two and a half i didn't go to space to die alone in a cave <laughs> <laughs> 
I will give it four and a half matter manipulator upgrades that you really need. That you really need. I'm going to give it four put a map in the games out of five. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know the law. Eight games enter and one game leaves. Each week we have a budget of $5 to spend on a game. And if we spend less than that, we roll the spare change into next week. Each week we bring two games to consider. We all vote for a game and we cannot vote for our own. The game with the most votes is the one that we play next week and review. This week we have $11.96. I'm going to break 100 rules here. First of all, I'm going to ask you guys to go recycle a couple cans and get another nickel because you're going to need $12 for my suggestion here. (laughs) Dig deep into those pockets and get your nickel. I think we can round up. If you go over to Humble Bundle, they have a thing called the Humble Monthly Bundle, which I tried out last month and it is fucking amazing. Like I cannot recommend it enough. So first thing is you're going to get a game right off the bat. It's a really good game. For example, this month, it's a game that I really do want to play, which is Total War Warhammer. So that game in and of itself is somewhere in the 40 to $60 range. Came out maybe six months ago, has a couple expansion packs for it. Awesome. If you like the Total War games, you'll like this. If you like Warhammer, you'll like it. There's different races with different quests you can do. Last month, the game that you got right away was XCOM 2, which is also pretty good, again, for 12 bucks. But that is not the only thing about it. So then once they actually release the bundle, you get a bunch of other games too. And they're not crappy games. I'm actually pulling up what I got in my bundle last time as an example. I tried it the first time because I wasn't sure if the bundle was going to be worthless. Because anytime they tell you there's going to be things to be revealed later, I'm always thinking, oh, great, it's going to be, you know, 100 shareware games that are not going to be very good. And that is not true with this. Another thing that's kind of cool about Humble Bundle is you can also use Amazon gift cards for Humble Store. So you don't actually have to give them your credit card if you're worried that you maybe will not forget to cancel or whatever. So the games that came in last time was XCOM 2, Rise, Son of Rome, Abzu, SteamWorld Heist, Oculus, Project High Rise, Husk, Hollow Knight, and Oh Dear. There's only a few games in there that look good to me, and for 12 bucks you can't go wrong. And I've never seen Total War Warhammer for $12. So it's just that one game you're getting it cheaper. So that's my suggestion. Humble Monthly for 12 bucks, and you're going to get Total War Warhammer. And that's, that's my one. I only got one. <laughs> you only got one. All the rules out the window. Tell us a little bit about Total War Warhammer since that's the game that you're that you're selling. First of all, the Total War series goes back, you know, well over a decade. There's been ones where you get to play as Rome, you get to play as Samurais. It's a real-time strategy game. You've got this large army that you have missions and quests for, and you have to go and recruit different types of troops and train them and pick your objectives. And in the Warhammer one, you can choose different factions. Like there's an orc faction, there's an undead faction, there's a human faction, and they all have these plot lines that are going on, and you have to make choices about who you attack and don't attack. So the story kind of develops, not just killing and fighting. There is actually a story that's going on. Another thing that those of you who paint miniatures might like is you can take the li- your, all your little army figures and you can paint their colors on them. You can change their uniforms and their give them like orc tribal tattoos and like all kinds of cool stuff like that. So it's very customizable. I think you paint miniatures, Missy, so. Yeah, I do. I actually have a box of, a shoebox full of orcs in my closet that I painted when I was like 12 and they're painted awfully and are worth nothing, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've got like a 2,500 point Necron army. I win. <laughs> so my first game is $2.99 on GOG.com and it is Witcher 2 Enhanced Edition. Since we've played Witcher 1, I figured our next segue into Witcher 2 would be good. Once again, you are Geralt of Rivia. You're entangled in the political turmoil that engulfed Temeria. Geralt helped quell the rebellion of the Order of the Flaming Rose and he continues to protect the king that he saved, serving as his bodyguard as the king strives to bring peace to his kingdom. But an assassination attempt on the king happens and you are tasked with finding out who the assassin is. So again, it's another Witcher game, hopefully with less clunky combat this time. Apparently they fixed a lot of things between one and two. So I was kind of excited to see how number two turned out. My second game is called Lovers in a Dangerous Spacetime. It is $7.49 <laughs> on Steam. Lovers in a Dangerous Spacetime is a frantic one to four player couch co-op action space shooter. So you can play it by yourself or you can play it with your friends. You explore a colorful galaxy in a massive neon battleship that you control together by manning turrets, lasers, shields, and thrusters. Only through teamwork can you triumph over the evil forces of anti-love, rescue kidnapped space bunnies, and avoid a vacuumy demise. Deep space is a dangerous place, but you don't have to face it alone. So even if you play by yourself, you do end up with a pet who helps you out in your spaceship. And you run around the spaceship. It's kind of almost like FTL, how I was describing last week. You run to different rooms, man different stations, you man the turrets, you man the shields, you man the engine. You float through space and survive. And it's super cute. <laughs> like, we're talking anime candy cute. Oh. It's adorable. <laughs> Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I guess I will go next. My first game is Evil Genius for $9.99. It is a real-time strategy base building game. You play as the evil genius and your goal is, of course, to dominate the world. Build your secret underground lair filled with traps and minions at your command to take on the world's most powerful secret agents. Send your minions and henchmen out around the world to perform dastardly crimes, earn cash, special objects of uh, steal special objects of art to brag about within your collection, snatch objects of research to expand your technology and to achieve your ultimate goal, build your super weapon and rule the world. This is a game that I played to death back when direct to drive was a thing and it's definitely something that i would highly recommend to anyone who loves rts base building type games and who enjoys the parodies of evil geniuses you could definitely see all of your spy movies in this and callbacks to like austin powers it's a lot of fun and it's pretty hilarious too my second game is tales of symphonia for 4.99 it's part of the famous uh, Tale series of RPGs. It features a real-time battle system, 80 hours of gameplay in a large story-rich world. In this dying world, the legend has it that a chosen one will rise from amongst the people and the land will be reborn. The line between good and evil blurs in this epic adventure where the fate of two interlocked worlds hangs in the balance. The Tale series uh, has been one of my favorite for quite some time. That's why I picked this one. I haven't played this one yet and the, the story has always been really well done in, in the games of, in the Tale series that I have played. And the combat system is real-time action-oriented. So it, instead of your Final Fantasy-type combat where you're picking, you know, fight this guy, fight such and such, you're controlling one character and your other characters are supporting you as you fight. So my first game is Undertale, which is $4.99 on GOG.com. And Undertale is kind of a strange twist on the classic RPG where you find yourself uh, falling down a hole and 
being trapped in a world full of monsters, but you don't really have to fight anybody, and instead you can make friends if you want. So you kind of get to choose whether or not you're going to be the brutal slayer of monsters, or if you are going to just be everyone's buddy. It's a really interesting game, it has a very retro style, and it kind of turns the genre on its head in a lot of interesting ways. And that was $4.99 on GOG.com. I'm going to make a personal call out to the soundtrack of that game. It's freaking amazing. Yeah, the soundtrack is really good. And my second game is Hotline Miami. And Hotline Miami is a top-down shooter that is very fast-paced and very violent. And you are essentially an assassin who is taking uh, hits from your telephone, hence the hotline. And you just go around into various buildings and try and kill everybody in the most efficient way possible without dying yourself. And that is $1.49 on GOG.com. Oh, there's a lot of good ones. It's kind of hard to choose. But I think I want to go hang out in Rivia. So I think I'm going to go with The Witcher 2, Assassin of Kings. I really like The Witcher 1, and I'm hoping The Witcher 2 improves on some of the mechanics. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So I guess it's my turn. I'm going to go with Total Warhammer. I really want to play that game. You mentioned a Warhammer game last week, too, and I really was yes. itching to play that. I think I mentioned Mordheim City of... Yeah, damned, I think. Keep in mind with Warhammer, you're also going to get like six other games. <laughs> you don't have to sell me. I think I'm going to go with Total Warhammer. Could make it a tie, but I think I'll, I'll go ahead and go with the Total War Warhammer. It's unanimous, or as close as it can be anyway. Right? Unanimous almost. <laughs> <laughs> Unanimous almost. I like that. All right. So we're going to go and get the Humble Bundle monthly subscription to pick up Total War Warhammer. We'll review that, and then we'll probably, in a couple weeks, mention what else we got in the bundle as well. Yeah. And next week we will have negative five cents. $4.95. So we'll be fully reset, and it's been a little while since that's happened, hasn't it? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We spent all the monies. We blew our load. It's going to be a refractory period. We'll be back next week. It's fine. What episode would it be without a sexual innuendo? (laughs) (laughs) We're turning 21 next week, so, you know. Oh, we should have picked Game of More Booze. Oh, that would have been Witcher. Uh... I voted for Witcher. Alright, so that was Starbound. You can find all kinds of nerd shenanigans, including our other Four Color Nerds podcast on the week's comic books, and Cut the Cord, our new podcast on original streaming programs at fourcolornerds.com or our Facebook page, Four Color Nerds. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, and you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on Podcast Addict. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and come back next week for another episode. Till then, keep gaming, nerds.